G'day, g'day, how you going? Welcome to episode number 23 of the Average Man podcast, the final countdown, aptly named because today is the 31st of December. Tonight's going to be the big countdown to seeing the new year, and I will be asleep. Um, so basically, I recorded this podcast a few days ago on the 29th down in Witchcliffe with a mate of mine, Rafe. Um, we got into it, went back and forth on, on a bit, a few issues uh, for about probably about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes all up. And unfortunately, I didn't get all my shout-outs done in time to get it published uh, before the 30th, which is uh, when the big UFC event was yesterday. So there's a little bit of UFC talk in there, but I think most of it's really going over John Jones and, and some of his um, antics and the uh, controversies he's been involved in over the last few years. And then I did a quick breakdown of the fight itself and what I, where I thought it was going to go. So it's not just a big, long, drawn-out um, UFC breakdown like the Conor McGregor one I did. So that should be okay. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just doing, finally getting around to doing the shout-outs today and to drop this, so this is officially going to be the last one of the year. I'll just sneak it in before the um, before we click over to January 2019. Now, I'm not going to do shout-outs to all the the guys that I normally do to this, um, I, I normally shout-out to this week. Um, I'm still going to be doing shout-outs to all the lads, but this weekend, this week is a specific, special, sponsored uh, podcast by Two Way Hire Services. Um, so the, the reason these guys get um, uh, all the um, all the publicity and all the glory this time around is because the, um, Ross at, at Two Way High Services has become uh, they've become an official sponsor of the Average Man Podcast, man. So he's hooked me up with this XRS Connect um, UHF radio, CB radio for the for the car for our Prado, um, which is just an absolute ripper, mate. I've been looking it up online, haven't got it installed yet, just been sort of flat out since we've been down here in um, Perth and might have to wait till I get back to Headland. But um, I've just had a bit of a, uh, a look at it online and, and just looking, uh, having a read of the, the, the box here and, and seeing what she can do. So it's just like U-Butte looking um, CB radio. The actual um, unit itself will be, will be hidden. Um, and then you just have the, the handpiece, which is acts as the screen. You do all your scanning, volume control, everything like that from, from the handpiece itself. And it's got an app. It's compatible with an app for this, uh, a smartphone app for this um, CB radio as well. So your app can double as like a second screen or a multi-screen viewing. You can use it when you use the app. It, it drops location pins. Uh, so when you use the handset, it drops location pins to the app and things like that. So when you're out bush and you're using the handset, it'll it'll drop location pins. So if you do get lost, um, you, you can find your way back because you've got those location pins dropped via the app. Um, it looks like it's a real nice, neat um, unit, easy to use. Uh, like I said, I've had a bit of a read up on online about it and she's a bloody good unit too he's also hooked me up with the aerial for it man so i just couldn't be more over the moon and and appreciative for for uh, with ross and and um two-way hire services man like um going out of there really just going above and beyond it and hooking me up with this and and it's a really good way to to see in the um we'll see out 2018 and see in 2019 because i do have you know big things planned for this year man and this is a real good um yeah, a real good start to to that to the next step of the journey, man. So massive shout out and massive thanks to Ross from Two Way Hire Services. Um, they are a Perth based company, um, but they're willing to to do work and service you or your your company up here up in the Pilbara. Um, 
So whether it's personal use, whether it's, whether it's for fleet use, company use, you know, um, I really recommend these guys highly. The, I know the customer service will be top notch. I know their uh, quality products that he's dealing with. And um, this is a dude that just really knows, he's got a good head for business and he's, he's got a, a really good drive uh, and work ethic, man. So I know he's going to go above and beyond for his customers and, and to, to do the right thing and to make sure he's supplying the best gear to people, man. And um, I find that, I just, I believe, truly believe if, you, if you're in need of some um, two-way radio, um, you know, equipment to, to get hold of Ross. Have a yarn to him, mate. Facebook or Instagram is probably the easiest way to, to get hold of him. Um, and then just see for yourself. I believe that the, the service he, he'll provide will be second to none, and I know that they've got good quality products as well, mate. So check them out. Huge thanks and a huge shout-out to two-way hire services and Ross in particular. Um, just was – it really blew my mind, mate. Really, really generous and really good start to we'll finish the 2018 and start to 2019 so thanks heaps to, to Ross and um, yeah without further ado I'll jump into this podcast it does go for about an hour and a half so yeah um, and like I said we were going to have a few drinks and, and sort of get into whatever came up and um, that's sort of what we did man so I enjoyed it I hope you guys enjoy it too and um, next time I speak to you you'll all be a year older I think that's how it works anyway Average Man Podcast number 23 the final countdown, here we go. Uh, g'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Average Man Podcast. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you've had a good Chrissy, good break, good holidays. It's still going. What is it? It's the 28th today? 28th? So yesterday yeah. was the, the day after Boxing Day. Um, we drove down here to a mate's house in um, Witchcliffe. It's Rafe and Rose, so say good day to Rafe. Rafe's here with me. How you going, guys? Good day, Rafe. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we'll just come down. Thought we'd get one last podcast in before the end of the year and have a bit of a yarn with old Rafe here and see what's going on. So um, what did you get up to for Christmas, mate? Well, Christmas, I had to um, drive up to Perth. Woke up here in Margaret River for Christmas morning. Drive up to Perth to about three different places. So you were on driving duty. I was on driving duty, not drinking. Rosie was supposed to drink, but she didn't have too much. And yeah, yeah, that's kind of why we did the. Um, so we, for anyone who hasn't followed my my Instagram feed or whatever, we did like a house with my um my family in Waruna near the Waruna Dam. So because obviously we've come down from Port Hedland down to Perth, and me and Em's were just like, man, we don't want to be in in Perth for Christmas doing a hectic like driving from family's house to family's house, and it's just it's always so full on. Mm. Last year, I think we went to two or three different places on Christmas Day. You know, someone can't drink, and it's kind of you're always ready to pack up and move to the next spot. So we I threw it out to my family and said, well, let's get a house down south somewhere, and we can be away from the hustle and bustle, and we're just yeah. camped up at one spot, and, and fucking off we go from there. So, yeah, they were all keen for it, and um, we left it a little bit late because we had – I was kind of planning it around, like, um, July, August, and then my, my nan died this year. So that was obviously – everyone was – was concerned us a bit more than booking yeah. Christmas accommodation. We were all, you know, that, that, that sort of was a big event for the family. So it got left in the, in the um, the back burner for a, a couple of months. And then when we started organising it again, like everything was booked down here, man. Like you know what it gets right, like. I think, yeah, mm. you, you've nearly got to book a year in advance to get a, a, mm. a good spot down here. There was a few places I found. Um, between like yelling up Dunsborough, Margs, all the way down to Augusta, but like they were getting pricey yeah. and, and shit like that, and the. They just they didn't really suit us that well because we had an awkward group number. There's eleven of us. There's 
me and Em's, our two kids, my sister, her brother, uh, so my sister, her husband, their two kids, um, my mum and dad, and then my brother as well. So it's just like a big group yeah. of an awkward kind of number. Um, and I was trying to find somewhere to bring the dogs as well, but just couldn't make it all happen. And then started looking a bit further out, like looked at Nanup, looked at a few spots, sort of getting closer and closer to, to like Bunbury and shit like that. Yeah. And then um, I remember I went camping at um, Logbrook Dam with um, uh, yep. Eli and Ems and a couple of people. A few, oh, I think it might have been 2017. And I thought, well, let's look around Dwelling Up because that's a like, nice forest yep, and everything spot. there. Yeah, 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 Dwelling Up. And then Waroon is sort of the next spot down and just found a, an awesome spot. That's why we went there. And it was good, man, because we didn't have to fucking drive anywhere. There was no agenda. Like, you know, everyone who was there was the only people we had to see for the day. So yeah. you wake up with the kids and did all the big... Uh, Christmas present thing and like we'd had the um, reindeer food out the night before <laughs> and the carrots we bought yeah. the carrots and had the cookies and the milk for Santa and did the whole big thing for all the kids man nice. so it was good fun waking up in the morning and seeing them all flipping out and like you know oh they've eaten the carrot and all this kind of shit so it was good fun and we didn't have to drive around man so it's pretty hectic when you got to drive from house to house on Christmas oh, eh? yeah it is and our, and our aircon broke down just as we left from Marg's it broke down and um, the fan came off the belt and we're sitting here with sweaty, uh, whinging kids all the way to through Perth and up to Two Rocks. Traffic, like shit. Traffic, like traffic lots of traffic, a. yeah. Back to back for a long time. All the way from Thomas Road, all the way to nearly... Uh, Thomas yeah. Road, where it always Thomas jams Road, up, man. always, yeah. I remember coming back from one of those camping trips I was just talking about at Lowbrook Dam on a Sunday yeah. one, one year. This is when we all started thinking, man, we've got to get out of Perth and back up to Headland. <laughs> coming home on like a Sunday morning at 11 a.m., and it's fucking chocolate block on the freeway at Thomas Road. It's like just bumper to bumper. I'm like, it's a Sunday morning. And it's only a two lane road. Like, it needs to be four lane. So I don't know why shit. they can't widen it. Well, they need two ages, guys. Well, we can't handle the traffic, so yeah. fucking oath, they need, yeah. to, they need to widen it. And, and you guys went all the way up to, to two, two rocks, rocks eh? Yeah, so. And that's like the big yeah. trek. Yeah. How, how long did it take us? Oh, full day. Got up to two rocks about five o'clock, but it was all quick. Hello, Little stop-ins and shit. Yeah. Did you have a good day, Mark? Good day. Had the ute full of prisons by the end of it, so <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we only need to buy the kids one prison, and that's it, because the rallies give them so much more. It's oh, crazy. Dude. And then they play for one hour, and then that's, they're done with it. So Isn't it, like, doesn't it make it's you feel crazy. Like, un, like, uncomfortable? Yeah, it does. Like, shit, like, well, this is poor the first Chinese year. kids, bloody. Yeah, 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 you know, making them, it's like, well, oh, one hour, and that's... I heard, a I heard a story about that that the Chinese are starting to get so uh, um, prosperous now with all the um, the goods and shit they've been making and the progress that country's made over the last 15-20 years they're outsourcing all that cheap labour to mm. Central Africa now so made in China is outsourced to Central Africa so they're actually doing it right the Chinese yeah. kids these poor, poor African kids we've got to worry about now but um it is a, it is crazy man that driving uh, from, from place to place and the amount of presents and shit kids get these yeah. days we grew up in um Karatha until I was like eight or nine years old and the rest of the family were on the other side of the country in Dubbo so like our family was that that was it Christmas yeah. was like you know the, the, the six of us that was it and yeah. what you got was mum and dad's presents you know one present each sort of thing yeah. and now this was the first year we said we won't do Secret Santa for the adults or anything we'll just do just kids and everyone's still got someone else a sneaky <laughs> present anyway and we looked at the tree the night before because we set them all out you know like Santa once the kids were in bed because Santa would come whatever and it was just ridiculous man there was just toys like just presents and big sacks and stockings and <laughs> just spilling like for like two metre radius around the front of the tree 
It's fucking embarrassing when, like, you think, oh, no, my kids are getting spoiled and me and them oh. buying each other shit. We opened some sneaky presents in the bedroom beforehand because <laughs> we didn't want anyone to see, like, all the extra stuff we'd got for each other. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing, man. And then, like, say the kids open it and look at it for two seconds, put it there, yeah. where's the next and one? Yeah, the next one. Yeah. You've got to stop and make them, like, who was it from? Yeah. Like, say thank That's you right. and shit. And they forget about that and then they get oh, the next man, one. where's the next one? And then our friends, they bought us, um, they bought us, like, we got them a crappy little gift because I told Rosie, we got buying too much, buying too much, let's spend $10 on this kid, this kid. And then we got a massive bunch, massive bag of presents for, they ambushed for you. our kid. And I'm like, oh, shit, we've only got a crappy little present they ambushed for you. your kid. And I felt so bad. I'm like, oh. yeah. And they spent probably 100 bucks. we spent probably 10 bucks. Tannic. <laughs> well, to be fair, they're probably happy they didn't get another fucking Yeah, they were actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they had so much. The kids have got no idea, man. They play with the, ch- the cheapest fucking thing you get them anyway. That's right. The, yeah. the one toy I was um I was a bit disappointed in was Shay's wanted the um a monster truck grave digger monster truck remote control car for ages, and he's been saying it and saying it and saying it. He wrote a letter to Santa and asked for it and everything, you know. And um he had a remote control like a year ago, and you know he bought with his pocket money. They did save up some pocket money and bought it for. You know, like 30 bucks, I think it was. We went down together and counted out the coins and everything at the counter, and he bought this thing from Big W or something before we left Perth. It was 30 bucks thing, it was like a rock, uh, like a rock climber. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty good, man, like pretty powerful. Go hell far away from you before it ran out of signal and shit, go up a hill, go up curbs, and jump over rocks and shit like that. But he was a bit young, and when he was left alone with it, he'd like flatten the batteries by leaving it on and like ended up pulling the wheels off and kind of just trashed it a bit. Yeah. So I thought, we'll get him this. Fucking grave digger one he's been going on about. And it's like double the price, and it's like 70 bucks or something like that. So I thought, oh, that must be pretty good then, you know, like, see, it's yeah. more expensive than the, the cheap little rock climber one I got him. So I bought it, had it stashed away, big thing, carted it down in the car and everything, <laughs> gave that to him as his like main present this year, opened it up, he was all excited. I had to make, had to make him wait for breakfast and everything before we went outside and played with it. But went out, and it's got an aerial hanging off the top of it, which was like a dodgy to start with and then an aerial off the remote control off the controller and then like I thought oh that's weird like this day and age you don't need a fucking aerial tank. like, like yeah, a soft aerial like a piece of wire uh. about 300mm long that just dangles down I had to tape it up on the car because it was getting caught up in the wheels <laughs> and it gets like it gets like 15 metres away from me and runs runs out of like Reception, it's too far, and it can't go up hills at all. And I was like so disappointed, man. I was like, this costs twice as much as the rock climber, yeah. which was a beast of a thing. And like, I think it's, you're just paying because it's a fucking great, because it's grave digger. Grave digger, grave digger, like, yeah. Can't believe this piece of shit, man. And like, my disappointment, I was trying not to let it seep into him because he was like decided to play with it and shit, but he'd like. He'd go up a slight hill on the gravel and would just stop. Right. And you'd have to like kick it to get it moving again. And I was like, this is a piece of made? Shit. Africa, China. Oh, probably from yeah. China. Outsourced to yeah. Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. The toys are getting worse and worse. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it, man. So it was stressing me out more than him. But I'm like, do I just fucking go buy one of those rock climbers again? Now he's a bit older. Because it was a beast of a thing, man. I'd go over yeah. grass and up curbs and things. I was like... Well, I'll just let him have his fucking grave digger one and just make sure he drives it on just bitumen, <laughs> yeah. you know, like where it's not going to get bogged and shit like that. But yeah. that's fucking a bit disappointing. Oh. But it is sickening to see how many toys they get, man, eh? Oh, it is. Um, yeah, and we were all sick for Christmas too, as you saw in the yeah. pictures. <laughs> so it didn't look too good. It didn't look too good at all. It was a bit rough, man. And it was all random sicknesses too. Like, not like we all just got this, ra- like the same sickness, just no. random sicknesses. So 
I got in trouble from Ems because I've, I've always like I always want to do the lights with the kids. Like oh, I love Christmas, like yeah. and I got over it as an adult. And then when we had kids again, I was yeah. like, yeah, get all excited again. Watch them get into it. As Shady's got older, he starts understanding what's going on now. And so I get right into it, man. And I always wanted to do, to do the lights with them because it's a big, you know. I just I don't know. I loved that when I was young and doing That's all the lights great. and just, everything was lit up and shit. And we did it in Headland, which was pretty cool. And I had planned to do it up here in Perth, and just you know the, the nights were getting away from us. So the night before we left for, for this house in Waruna, we had a bit of a big day and then, you know, we're like, we've got to do the lights tonight, it's the last chance. Yeah. And it doesn't get dark till like nearly eight o'clock or whatever. So everyone was tired, me and Em had to wrap all of our presents, pack our bags and do everything for the next day before we went out. And we're like, well, I was like, we've got to go see the lights <laughs> and shit. She was like, babe, I think it's too much. I'm like, no, nah, we've got to do it. Locked it in with my sister and her kids. So I got to like eight o'clock and Shade's like falling asleep on the couch and I'm like, nah, we're all doing the fucking... More for Dave, yeah, more for Dave. Yeah, it sort of felt like in the end, man, eh? I'm like, yes. we're in the car, he's asleep in the back, we've got to wake him up at all the houses we went to look at the lights and shit, you know. Put the good photos, so it looks great on fucking Instagram, but he was asleep and over it and then got home, we had to have a late night wrapping everything and she was all pissed off at me because I pushed it too hard you know like driving down 19 and a half hours in the car and then that's huge yeah and then doing our shopping for Christmas and then I went out on the piss with my brother and a few guys I used to work with down here like just squeezing everything in yeah. this is what I do man oh. I can't fucking sit still <laughs> and then so we got home that night whatever I had a good night watching, looking at the lights but then we wake up on the morning to go down for, for Christmas and we're all crook man like I've got this me and Em's got a thing in our throat and Shady wakes up the temperatures he's all sweating I'm like oh, oh no I've pushed us too far man with the drive down and the shopping oh. and the going out and drinking and then the lights and like I've pushed us too far we'll wake up crook for Christmas <laughs> so we go down to this house in Maruna Em's turns into like a little bit like sort of flu symptoms and shit but she's also uh coming off her, she's like down dosing her, her antidepressants at the moment, oh, like okay. massively, and they're real hard to get off, and that is one of the symptoms, so yeah. maybe a little bit with her is that. I've got this throat infection, there's all ulcers down the back of my tongue, and the back of my throat's like these red, pussy, like, sacks that oh. are hell, hell inflamed, so when you, whenever you swallow the ulcers on your tongue, press on the inflamed red sacks, it's like, ah, no, it's like it tastes like venom in your throat. Shade's having these, waking up with fevers in the middle of the night and shit. And then people started drinking the water because it's tank water. We think for a beautiful bloody rainwater, yeah, yeah. Fresh. And they're throwing up from what we think was tap water and shit. And basically, everyone had a turn of being sick throughout the hot throughout the holiday. And we'd be awake and like you'd be awake for two or three hours, and two people would disappear for a nap. Right. And I'm not a day napper. No. Like I can never nap during the day. I'm going off for little naps, and then Emma's having a nap. Dad's having a nap. It's like this is the fucking holiday of naps, man. Like you know. So it was kind of, it was good. Like we were all, I was very sick on Christmas. Em was sick most of the time. The kids were up and down. People were sick here and there and coming in and out of it. But at least we were all away together, not yeah. in the city, sitting at yeah. home. You know, like so it was a good place to be sick. Mm. So we went, we yeah, out the middle of nowhere. Yeah, 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 relaxing. We had nowhere to be, so yeah. you could just go for a nap and, and that, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So it was kind of good in the end, but. Yeah, man, I really only just came good the day that we come down here to see you. I woke up that morning, I've been gargling Listerine every hour, brushing my teeth, <laughs> having Panadol, and I, you know, like when you, when you like, um, put yeah, do your Panadol and your ibuprofen, and you like, you, you put them in between each other, yeah. you know, so you can like keep the pain relief going and shit. That's what it was like, man, the whole time. So. Well, I did see you in that photo, and I was like, oh my god, he, he looks, he looks, he looks terrible. Yeah, I was like, he thought we were gonna look come at down these. <laughs> 
come down in the 50s or LA, yeah. But, but uh, then all of a sudden the photo and seen the... Yeah, we, yeah. we put it on. Yeah, yeah. Now, so yeah then we've got to good. do the sick family photo yeah. and then the normal one as well. Yeah. Because you wouldn't get many of them through Christmas where you get the, everyone's sick at once. Like oh, that. dude, they'll, they'll never crazy. happen again. You know? Yeah, that's what I... And, and, and again, yeah. like, what we'll remember, and already yeah. a few days out, like, what you remember is being away with family, having that's fun, right. seeing the kids' faces, and the cousins, because we live 1,800 kilometres yeah. away, seeing them all play you together. And, like that again. Yeah, yeah, you don't remember how sick and shitty you felt at the time, mm. you know? So, that's pretty cool, man. But, um, yeah, well, that's... Christmas done and dusted for us, and, and so where did you end up sleeping that night when you just went down to Perth? Um, stayed up at Two Rocks there at my stepbrothers, and then and Dan and Ollie's up there, and then drove down to Mandra um, to see all my wife's family on Boxing Day. On Boxing Day, and then drove down about bloody got home about nine thirty at night, so driving through the night all the back roads and. Yeah, and then we rocked up the next day. We rocked up the next day, but it's been hectic but, time, man. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of wanted to rock up and not be not step on your toes, like no. But you guys are easy. You guys are very easy, you know. So it's 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 yeah. Love well, seeing you. Just, well, yeah. we haven't seen you for two years, no. or whatever, man. So it's good to see you. But I always get paranoid, man. Like that, I um. I come in like all like a whirlwind and like I'm in the kitchen cooking and I'm doing this. No, and that, I love so that. Like, I yeah, love that. Yeah. We grew up in um in New Zealand where my mum and dad would take people off the street hitchhiking. They'd take them in the street, stay off us for weeks. Jeez. Just because that's how just look that's what them. we grew up with. Yeah. And we'd have house full of people and they just love that. And I, you know, I like having people that I like around around yeah and do them and I like people that feel welcome in the house to do whatever they want. Yeah, to well, I definitely you know, feel and welcome feel, and feel. Yeah, I yeah. hate people that feel uncomfortable and yeah. they make you uncomfortable. Because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, I like people that just do what they want to do Yeah, and it makes me feel... Yeah. You're like, I can normal. only tell them so many times yeah. to make themselves at home that's right. and shit, you know. And that's, that's yeah. what makes me feel most comfortable. So. I'm just trying to find that balance. I'm like, sometimes I find myself, I'm in your kitchen, I'm cooking, and I'm doing... That's what I like. This isn't my kitchen, yeah. you know. <laughs> nah, that's what I like. Ah, good, good. No, that's what good, good mates and, and, and friends do, you know. And I think it's been two years, we'll... we'll trying to work it out before since the last time we've seen you but it doesn't feel like it was that was that New Year's that we were down here did you have um, a barbecue for New Year's or something might have been New Year's yeah it was a yeah probably a few years ago because since he's been here we've been down for I know we we're here for Halloween one year that's right yeah that was a good party we come down for your wedding yeah obviously I got so stoned and <laughs> thought that Amber was pregnant with Heidi. I got so stoned and thought she'd been abducted by someone. Did you? Like, she went missing. She was in the back room talking to Rosie's mum for like... Fuck my it. old man got too stoned too and he had to go to bed and lying on the oh. couch going, oh, and too scared to see anyone. Oh, dude, I got There was a lot of up. joints going around. Yeah, there was, man. Because <laughs> I got like to that, you know... I'm not the best socialiser with strangers. Like it I was know, hard because there's lots of different people yeah. that were from so everywhere. So we got to a certain point I'd been drinking. I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know anyone else. I you know, I'd, I'd chat to the few people I sort of knew offhandedly. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I got much more in me, you know. Yeah. And then one of your mates, English Andy, ah, yeah. goes, oh, he's a very sociable po- man. Well, I just remember how politely he said it, his proper <laughs> English accent. He sits down and we'll have a bit of a chat, and there's a quiet patch. He goes, would you like to come for a walk and uh, smoke a spliff with me? And I was like, mate, I'd fucking love to. So we went for a walk down the beach there, and we, you know. Lit up, the, lit up the, the, the spliff and just had a couple of hits of it and then come back and I was like, that was the perfect amount of weed and I was all like chatty and then I got right into the groove and run around talking to everyone <laughs> and then we smoked a bit more and ended up being too much 
and Em's had gone to the back room to chat to Rosie's mum, and I didn't know where she was. And oh. all of a sudden I was like, where's my wife? She's not here, she's pregnant. She's, she's, I was looking for her, asking everyone if they'd seen her. No one had seen her for like half an hour. I was like, oh no, she's been abducted. And we were, <laughs> we were down with Em's parents, because they were looking after Shady while, oh, we, were at the, at, right. yeah, while we were at the reception. I went home, and I'm like, I can't find Em's, and started flipping out and everything. And then, you know, she just eventually strolled out of this back room where she'd been chatting to Rosie's mum, like, Nah, everything's all good. I was yeah. like, oh, no, I've smoked too much, man. I've got to go home. But there was that time, and then there was another time in between. So I think it might have been, I feel like it might have been a New Year's. You had those friends here as well. You had a bit um, of a barbecue here or something. Yeah. Uh, Andy, and, Andy and Andrew, I think they were here. Mm. And they were sick too. They got us all crook. Yeah. They were sick, yeah. 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 <laughs> Every time we come here, we're crook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys doing for New Year's this year? Uh, New Year's we're going to yelling up camping with some good mates from New Zealand. Oh, They've yeah? just had a, a baby. They were always adamant not having babies, and then they're about thirty five now. And uh, but it just happened, or they the boy the mind. boyfriend was like convincing the the missus to have a kid. You know who we're going to leave all the stuff to that we've accumulated, all this. And, yeah, yeah. And look at our other mates that don't have kids. Look at them. They're bloody drunk, bloody messes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they were like, so they had a kid and. Turned out good and, and they're stoked than ever. So they're going down there with their, their kid and their sister from New Zealand and going to chill there for a couple of nights camping. Yeah, sweet. So it should be good, yeah. Did you guys, um, you got two kids, similar ages to ours. Did you plan to have Harvey, your first boy, or did no, it just happen? It actually happened when you and Emma come down to Deep yeah, Dean. I'm pretty sure it was that out. night because <laughs> I was quite drunk. And everyone was like, pull out method, pull out method. And then, <laughs> and I was like, I knew there was a bit of a delay there, but I was like, oh, I'm sure I made it, but oh, I think it was that night. And then it worked out the same <laughs> time. The old pull out method, it always works <laughs> until it doesn't. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't supposed to happen for another few years to have a kid, but. You I can never plan sure. it, but hey. No. You know? Uh, and you, best thing that ever happened. You meet people in their 40s who are still trying to plan the perfect time right. with kids and shit. Yeah. It was the opposite for us. We tried. We were trying for Shady for like two years, man. Yeah, yeah that's signed right. up into the um, you were going program the, and everything. You were getting the tests and yeah, kept telling me stop I had low, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, kept telling me I had low, I had low sperm count and shit like that, and I was trying all these different methods, methods to get it up. But I, I was never fully convinced about the sperm count tests, right? Because every time we did them, it like it was never comfortable doing that. So like they no. gave me this little cup and I'd put it off for a couple of weeks. More stress on you, so yeah. Ems would like go, oh, you gotta give me that priority. Yeah, the stress. I'm gonna take it in. I'm like, oh fuck, it's like it's gotta be between certain hours. Cause get it, gotta get it straight in there. So it's like before work or whatever, and sneaking oh, dunny and yeah. get this little cup in my yeah. hand, and I'm like, oh, you know, do the business. Feel like a little creep. This you know? miserable little sample comes out. I'm like, I'm sh- like, that's not my best work. I know it's not my best work. <laughs> give it to them, and then you know they go and they friggin' test and say, no, nah, you, you'll never have kids with that with that count. That's what they said. It'll make you feel more or less of a man. Yeah, and then it? you're stressed because yeah. you're trying to like I've yeah. got to perform, and and she's like judging when she's ovulating. It's like, babe, now's the time. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, really? I'm in the middle of Sons of Anarchy. Like, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, like. Freaking like a horse, you know, trying to start a start yeah. a track. That's exactly your You know, so it, I don't know. I was never in the my, in the back of my mind. I was never fully convinced, but at the same time, the doctors were telling us we had no shot to do it naturally. So we we signed up for IVF and then said, let's just book a bunch of holidays and not worry about it because it was getting stressful. So when we booked my thirtieth to America, um, and I think we had another couple of what did we do? We went to yeah, we went to. Um, Melbourne 
for uh, the UFC fight. And I think oh. that's when, around about then, when we felt pregnant because we came back and Em's was like, oh, I'm feeling nauseous and shit. You just didn't worry about it. You thought, it's not going to happen. We, so we, we, just, let's not, just, do it. let's not worry about yeah. it. Let's just book some holidays and if it happens, it happens. Because we had to wait a year for the IVF program to, for um, our oh. uh, public, private health to kick in anyway. So like, yep. we'll just have some fun in between now and then. And then that's probably when we felt pregnant, man. Yeah, and we'd heard all those stories, but you just think, oh yeah, they're just yeah. wives. Or wives' tales, but then it happened to us as well. So stress has got to play into yeah. it, man, eh? And I remember how much he's wanted kids for a long time and yeah. and how much, you know, you'd be just such good parents. So. But in hindsight, so, bro, like, if we weren't ready. We thought, we might have thought we were, but when we had kids, we had kids, and if we had them earlier, we wouldn't have the same mm. kid. You know what I mean? That's so right. It's, man, it's, it's all happens, happens for a reason. Yeah, when it's supposed to happen, bro. Mm. Same with you guys. You might have thought you weren't ready, but now no. you've got little Harvey. We were like, oh, dude. we want to have the house. We want to party in the house for a couple of years before mm-hmm. kids, but... We moved in straight away when Rosie's pregnant, and yeah, yeah. make make plans. You know, like what, what do they say that the joke is? Um, um, how do you make God laugh? Tell, tell him your plans. You know, like it's yeah, just, that's right. Good luck, mate. That's not how life works, no, is it? No. <laughs> um, it's funny how the boy, how much the boys get along, eh? Because they do. Like Shady's got a bunch of dudes he goes to daycare with or whatever and other mums who we've got who, who you know, parents have got kids and we they catch up and they like each other and they get along but like he's fully remembered who Harvey was for two years mm. so, so since he was like two and a half years old or something he still knows who he was and he's excited to come see him and they get together and they just start knocking around straight away man and just, just like the boys he's not always like that you know no. so never is Harvey so. that's funny eh they're just like ah that's it we're mates we knock around together it's- some other friends that Harvey's got, yeah, they just can not be together because they just start scrapping. Oh, yeah, scrapping yeah. straight away. Yeah, he's got some things so, like that too. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's, it's bloody makes it so much easier. Shady likes older kids, and then he other, and besides that, he likes to do his own thing, and I think because Harvey's quite happy to kind of just do whatever, like go along with what Shady's doing so it works well for him. Yeah. he can just do his thing, and then Harvey's like, oh, okay, I'm happy yeah. to do that with you. Yeah. So it works well, whereas... The kids want to like lead the way, but they're not older. Shady's like, nah, nah, not interested. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what part of it. But well, for whatever reason, it's good, man. They're little knock around lads, eh? That's right. Imagine getting into mischief together when they're fucking sixteen and above. Oh, I'm getting mischief <laughs> today at the colonial. Fucking cheeky monkeys. So New Year's, you're going camping. What's your camping setup like now? You got kids? Um, I've got a tent that Rosie got off by herself for free, so it's got a few rat holes in it. We've got a patch up as we put been been nibbled while it's in storage been nibbled while yeah in storage from these people and they're giving it to us so set that up and um yeah that could be um hard work you know it could be divorce material it's a big tent too so probably better off getting the um got other dudes there probably better off getting the girls to go for a walk with the boys and the kid or the kids and and the men setting the tents up man i think that would be the best option because then you'll use then you're dealing with logic Yes. And just dudes working together, which yeah. is what we do. Well, dudes won't usually fight like nah, you know, bigger and fight. Right. You might rib each other out. Yeah, but yeah. You just get the job done, <laughs> eh? Yeah. To so do that, Because yeah. with us, um, we didn't go camping at all this year, and we kind of thought, hoped we would, but just it's, it's getting more and more work with the kids now. Right. Like, it used to just be a swag on the floor. Yeah. And then we bought a mozzie dome so we wouldn't get smashed by the mozzies, and the dogs could come in there as well. And then we had the kids, and it's like we'll throw a tent up. And then I ended up. Basically, whenever we go away now, I empty out my work trailer and load that up as like a camper trailer. So it takes hours oh. either end of the trip, like loading up, Too cleaning things, packing shit, which is why I want the caravan. Yeah. But um, I don't know, it's good to get away, man. Like, mm. It's just um, with 
break break that reality reality up. That you know that constant all day every day. I'm doing this, doing that. You know, Work, break it up routine, a bit. Yeah, routine. Break the routine up. You guys are a bit more cruisy than us as well, man. So you probably won't have the same kind of stress. Like me and Ems well, are a slave to that. Like uh, we're both kind of a little bit the same. Like I don't have anxiety, but I have like um, she has anxiety, but I have like I, I do. I'm very particular. I like to I like to get things. I do too in certain way. ways, but then I I hate routine also. Yeah, so he's more cruisy yeah. than us, man. Probably won't stress you out as much, but I'm yeah. It'd be good to get away camping. Yeah, caravan is what we're after as well, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah caravan would be good. Yeah. It's not going to be too hot, eh, over New Year's? No, I don't think it's going to be 28 degrees. Yeah, beautiful so. camping weather, man. Yeah, you can snuggle up at night and... and yeah. Are you allowed to have a fire? Great. No, nah, not yelling up. Fuck, that sucks. Great surf beach right out front, that so that'd be nice. Dive what about a gas, a little gas fire or Might be allowed like gas, yeah. A little it's just gas good to have a flame around. Something, yeah. And bugs away and And it's so busy there, it's going to be a lot of people. Hectic there. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we were planning on just doing nothing, man. I like to do nothing on New Year's yeah. just because um I like to wake up fresh on the first day of the year. That's right. Yeah. Seems like a good idea. Like first day of the year, hit it, hit it fresh and running rather than going out, staying up late and being waking Even up. A hangover on the first year day not of the year. That's not a good start for the year, is it? Not a good start, eh? Hey? And so I don't know what we're gonna do because we did run into a friend down at um Settlers Tavern. Um, yep. the first day before we came here, we went in there for a meal. And the guy I haven't seen for years and years, Buckers, um, shout out to Buckers if you're listening, mate. Um, he's an old school Quinns dude, like he's friends with Emma's um, sister and, and, and her brother-in-law. and He's one of the dudes that knows everybody in town. A bit like a Heathy from up in, in, right. in Headland, you know, yeah. but an older dude. Knows everyone, man. Real legend. And um, I've actually got a photo of him in my, in my file out there because I found it just before we came down. The kids opened up like the... Um, where we keep all our photos and shit at home and this old photo of Buckers fell out him just blind drunk one night <laughs> sitting on a hammock and I was like I've got to bring that down and give it to Ross <laughs> like to, to the brother-in-law to, to give it to Buckers to G him up man and it was just so random we, we walked into the pub and he was just sitting there with his, his new missus and I was like hey how you going man because he's been down in Albany for the last few years well, oh, yeah. there. so I had a bit of a yarn to him it was good to catch up and then he's kind of said he's going out to the pub on New Year's Eve so I'd go out to catch up with him. I know the mother-in-law said she'll have the kids for us, but it'll be like a 10, 10 or 11 o'clock type of deal for me. I'm not keen to hang out with the fireworks no. and count the new year in. I, just, I don't give a fuck. No. Man. I'd rather count sheep than count the new year's in, you know what I mean? And then wake up fresh in the morning and go for a run. Start the year like that, proper. That's, that's right. my plan this year. Um, but this is the new 2019. Good, man. Yeah. Well, you, you inspired me to go for a run today. Well, you inspired me, Dave, because... Bloody that, you know, always doing the fitness and the running and stuff, that, that inspires me too. Well, that's, that's part of my goal, man. Like, yeah. sometimes if, like, you, I don't, like, want to talk about fitness and training and healthy life too much. You don't want to be a wanker. But, but like, yeah, I want to a lot of people, it. and I was never like that either, and not, I'm not sort of like, still, but I just want to keep that little, want it, it to be makes positive. it good. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to find that balance where you're not like, look at me, look yeah. what I'm doing, but you want to be like, Positive because I follow people on Instagram, like most of my Instagram feed is like dudes who are doing cool shit or yeah. doing really positive shit or have, yeah. you know, exercise and whatever. And that's sometimes what gets me going. I look, I'm like, fuck, and I jump on my exercise feed and I see The Rock or I see a Joe Rogan yeah. or I see a, like someone on there who's just, you know, doing some cool Ooh. shit positive. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to get out and do it. So part of my goal with the podcast and my Instagram feed and shit is to just do that as well but to, right. to like inspire people but and why not do it why not why, not why sit back and just do it you know like yeah. what you're doing is 
But you don't want to be a dick about it. Like, look at me, I'm no. fucking training and fucking look at me with my shirt <laughs> off and look at me. Like, that's, you know, there's a there's a, Different. a grey area there yeah. where you're like you've just been a dick or you've been motivating. So I definitely want to motivate people, but um, it's good to like, good, like to get some back from you yesterday when you come home and you're like, I'm going for a run. And I'd been sick, like I said, for the last few days. I went for one run over the Christmas break. And as soon as you went for a run, I was like, right. I'm getting up in the morning and I'm fucking running, man. Yeah. So it was a good little uh, little inspiration spike for me. It was hard when you guys came and I hadn't run since before um, Christmas. So I was like, and I need to run every couple of days. And I was like, New Year's were coming and I felt bad coming straight home, going for a run, doing a workout. But I needed to do it or else I'd just feel like shit for the next week, you know. Or, and, and I'd probably put it off for the next day and the next That's what day. happens, man. And That's then you're like, oh, no, I haven't run for fucking two weeks. Yeah. And, so and you feel the, like absolute shit. Yeah. And, it just, it and then it becomes like a thing in your head, like the actual uh, thought of it's bigger than the task. I know. Like, I've and, got to go for a run. And then, yeah. Which is, and you do it and it's like, it's not that bad. It wasn't that hard. It's, it's not like, that, or, or it's hard, but it's, yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, it's like, hard. that's why when the girl said, oh, Ray's going to come home and go for his run, I was like, fucking sweet, good. Good, yeah. like as soon as you come home, I was like, no, nah, do it, mate, don't worry about it, I was fucking yeah. get out there, go for your run. Fucking, I'd feel terrible if you wanted to go for a run, but you sat and, down and drank with me instead. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, oh, don't do that. Yeah. Fucking go for your run, man. And then, like I said, it inspired me. I got out this morning, had a fucking beautiful run. Fucking through the bush, beautiful bush, bush reserve bush down there, the back. man. It was yeah. fucking awesome, man. I did a little, little uh, um, Instagram video on there while I was running. Nice. Which I never do, do usually, <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking beautiful, man. So... It's, that's what it's all about, getting inspiration from other people, fucking helping other people get healthy and fit and positive and shit, man. That's right. So, no, I'm, I'm stoked that you went for you went for that run, man. And um, it's like with the, this podcast tonight, you know, I said we'll do a podcast with, with uh, Rafe when I get down there. And then last night, obviously, didn't feel right. Today, I'll speak about it a little bit later. We've got some bad news and, and with the kids not going to bed. It was like, oh, should we bother with it or should we just sit down and drink and not worry about it? I was like, no. It's one of those things you just got to do. I said I was going to do a podcast, man, you know. Same with fitness and running. Yeah, you know? you just put it off and put it off. Yeah, because I want to do another podcast next week with Trizzo. And if I don't do this one, then next time I catch yeah. up with him, it'll be like, oh, do I bother or do I just sit around? No, fuck it, man. I said I'm going to do a podcast, hit record, sit down, have a yarn, and just it. fucking go for it. Yeah. So Why not do it, eh? That's it. I, I kind of got a bit of a rule that when I've told myself I'm going to do something and then it comes up, comes close and I really don't feel like doing it, that's when I know oh, I have to, have do, to it. do it. Yeah, that's, I have to now. That's like me with my fitness and running. I'm like, it's coming up, I'm thinking all day about it and then I'm like, fuck, no, nah, I just don't want to do it. But I'm like, no, nah, fucking that's it, I'm doing it. Well, we're old enough now to know the, the flip side of that coin when you listen to that voice and you don't do it and then you feel like shit for a week. Oh, I'm a fucking lazy cunt. I'm that's right. Yeah, that leads to depression and the rest of it. You I'd know? rather just the shitty feeling or awkward feeling or uncomfortable feeling of doing something you don't want to do mm. and then you go, I did it. Or the, oh, I won't do it. And you go, ah, oh, you weak prick. You, know? right. you just did, you didn't do it, so fuck it. Yeah. Sit down and record a podcast, talk shit with me, mate, for fucking an hour. And as you get older, you, you've got to do that shit more, like you're fucking going to be more you do. doing that sort of stuff. Discipline and, and playing little tricks on your mind, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Playing those little tricks, man, to keep things going. Because I gave up drinking for about three weeks, first time in a long time, and that was hard. I thought I wouldn't be able to do it. I thought, oh, I'm going to be craving all the stuff and all that, but it was actually pretty good. And The first week hard? or The first week, first... But it wasn't actually that hard. I was thinking, oh shit, I'm going to hit the real low and want that alcohol, but I didn't. Didn't. Yeah, you know, after three weeks, it was okay. Well, you were stronger with, than, than me there because I wanted to get off the piss 
totally for a whole month and I couldn't do it, which is why I ended up just doing the off during the week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll drink on the weekend well, and I'll drink during the good. week, which I hadn't done either. And so it was something. Yeah. If you can do these little things, just stuff like that, you know, just to know that you can sort of do Know it. that you can and disrupt your, your normal... Yeah, um, your normal like, routine. Yeah. Break that routine. Yeah, and your relationship with alcohol or whatever yeah. it happens to be, weed or whatever it is, you know, like, nah, I don't need right. to come home and just crack a beer because it's, yeah. it's a habit. I just yeah. won't do that. Won't do it. Yeah. And, and break the routine up. Yeah. Then enjoy it more when you have one. That's right. No, you yeah. earned it, man. Yeah. So, um, well, we're driving home tomorrow... You're going to go for a surf, eh, in the morning? Go for a surf in the morning, try to get out 4.30 before the missus wakes up and the yeah. kids, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was thinking I'd love to come for a surf with you while we were down here, but I was thinking maybe today you'll, you'll work and girls were out all day anyway, and now I know Ernst wants to go out for her walk in the morning, so I don't know if I'll get out, unfortunately, but last time I went for a surf was with uh, you down here. And you done very well, it was good, big... Nearly Quite dying. a good size, mate, right? <laughs> no, it was yeah. good fun, man. Yeah. That was one of those things. Yeah, well. Just get out and do it because I was scared. Yeah, I enjoyed good. it. I was very surprised at how, yeah, how much we got out there. So I was pretty excited. I, I, I think, yeah, I can get down to Red Gates with, with Rafe, and I was hoping you'd say Red Gate as well because I know it's a nice beach mm. in there, but I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening yeah. throughout the evening. But we're heading home at some stage tomorrow anyway, and um, Got a Christmas with Emma's family, so because they've all been away, her brother, her sister, and brother-in-law, and the and the two nephews have been away um, down at Port Denison over Christmas, and then her where's, mom, where's Port Denison? Uh, I think it's like, I think it's down the near Perth? between like, um, I think it's south side of um, God, what's the what's the town that's just this side of uh, Geraldton? You got Geraldton, um, oh. Donnybrook. Port Denison, I think it's around there. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah no, oh, like right. a little fishing town on the coast. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would have yeah. been a nice little spot. And and her parents have been to Tasmania the oh. last week or week and a half or something like that. So they had the cold Christmas over in Tassie. So they're all back now. We're doing the, the Christmas with them on the 30th, which is also the day of the big UFC. It's a full on time, isn't it? Like, yeah, you yeah. have to do all this mm. stuff. And because we did my, my family for Christmas this year, we're going to have a yep. chat to them about hooking something up with them. For next Christmas, maybe you'll go away again somewhere. Yeah. Because I just don't want to do any Christmases in Perth. No. And Christmases in Headland are a little bit lame, sorry, Headlanders, but <laughs> it's just too hot and there's it's not enough of a vibe around. So, um, and Ems gets the, the holidays off every year, so do I. So we'll be no splitting problem. for Christmas <laughs> every yeah. year and I don't want to be in Perth. So we'll That's just try and tee things up with the family to go away places, maybe Queensland next year or something. We'll just see what the rest of them yeah. reckon. But we got that with them on, on the 30th and then... That day is when the the big UFC this UFC events on mate. Nice. So we had to talk about the UFC a little bit while while we're here. So um, this Sunday UFC two thirty two is on, and there's been a shitload of controversy around it, as always happens when John Jones is fighting. Uh, John Jones versus Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Where's he from? Gustafsson, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, Ooh, Alexander Gustafsson. It, uh, one of my favourite fighters, real good man, and he's the same sort of body type as, as Jones, six foot four and real long, sort of, you know, really good striking, he's got good um, anti-wrestling. And Jones so he doesn't go to wrestler. ground as much as... No, he doesn't go to the ground as much, but um, he's trained with some really high level wrestlers and things like that, and filled right. all those holes up in his game. He's one of the only, the only guys to take, one of only two people to ever take John Jones down, so his wrestling's pretty good now at this stage of his career. But, um, so this is the rematch... I watched the first fight with you down here years ago, 2000, and must have been 
15 or something yeah, when we, when we first then. came down. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did I watch that one? Down we watched there? it at the pub in, in, in Bubble. No, that was the one where Anderson Silva broke his leg. Oh, broke his leg. Maybe one. I didn't watch it down here. Maybe we watched Jones versus Cormier down here. I watched a couple. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was Jones versus Cormier. Either way. It's the rematch of a fight they had years ago, and um, Gustafson's sort of the closest guy to ever beat, nearly to beat John Jones, who's undefeated. So we've got to, before before I talk about the event, we've got to talk about John Jones. So you know you know who Jones is. I do. I've seen him fight, and he, you've seen he's him like fight. an arrogant motherfucker, doesn't he? Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always used to get him confused with Anderson Silva. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anderson Silva was the light was the middleweight champion for years. John Jones is the lightweight champion, was the lightweight champion for years, undefeated. And he is an arrogant prick. And uh, just a, there's just so many dramas following him around and surrounding him, man. So But he is so good. Well, I've got a little list here of the the controversies surrounding Jones leading back to the sort of the the, the start of his career really. Um, he's, his only loss wasn't really a loss it was due to an illegal elbow he was beating the absolute shit of, out of Matt Hamill who's on the top of him and threw what they call a 12 to 6 elbow so you oh. can imagine 12 being the top of your head uh, 6 being down your belly button a 12 to 6 elbow like that straight oh. down is illegal for some See, stupid, I thought you stupid could reason do that I thought that was all you can't do that and it goes back to this ridiculous oh. story that Rogan's talked about plenty of times on his podcast about um uh, the guys who were making the, the rules for the commission had watched those late night commercials of like, you know, karate guys breaking tiles and bricks with that elbow from, oh. from straight, oh, come straight down, from like your head straight down. They call it a 12 to 6 elbow and they're like, well, you can't do that to someone, you, you, you'll kill them. What about all the rest of the stuff? About kicking <laughs> someone in the head with your yeah, shin. Yeah, yeah, shin, yeah. You, know, you can do that. Like, you can elbow them from any other direction, but not that one elbow. Right. So the 12 to 6 yeah. elbow is illegal. Didn't know that. No. And he, he rained down a 12 to 6 elbow on this dude's head who, who he was beating the shit out of. And, um, yeah, got disqualified, which is therefore, you know, classed as a, a loss. So that's the only loss on his record, a guy who, who's beaten the shit out of. So that's the, where his controversy started. And then he went through the rest of the division like a fucking hot knife through butter. His first fight um, for the title was kind of like, um, he was an up-and-coming prospect, and for whatever reason, they saw something in him and, and, and jumped him up to a title shot, which people thought he wasn't ready for, fighting um, uh, uh, Shogun, Mauricio Hua Shogun, who's a Brazilian legend. And he was like 24 years old, fighting this legend Brazilian who was the champ at the time, and he starts, as soon as the bell goes, he starts the fight with a flying knee in the middle of the octagon, and then just proceeded to kick the shit out of Rua, Shogun Rua, right. for, for, the, for the, I think it lasted for uh, one and a half rounds, just elbowing and kneeing him, and just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Everyone was like, holy crap, this dude is legit. You know, he was a wrestler before he came to MMA, he didn't have a striking background or anything, yeah. just destroyed him. Then ended up defending his belt against a bunch of legends like um, Leota Machida, um, Rashad Evans, just a bunch of dudes, like the who's who of the lightweight division and just destroyed them all, right? And how, then, how does he go on the ground? Like, well, if someone wrestler. grabs him on the ground, can he wrestle as well? Yeah, so he, oh. he, he got put into a, a, um, like a, an arm bar by Vitor Belfort when he fought him and that was the only sort of time he's been in trouble on the ground and he ended up, his arm sort of... His, 
his elbow popped and he didn't tap to Ooh. it and ended up getting out of it and then ended up um, submitting Vitor after that. Or TK, I think he submitted him. So he's pretty good on the ground because of his wrestling and his, and his yeah, strength. So I've never seen him on the ground. Yeah. I've only seen him ever. So he'll only wrestle to get you down and land a few strikes and then get up. Or he'll uh, use his wrestling as anti-wrestling so you can't get him down. Or if you get him down, he can get up really easy. You know, yeah. He doesn't like fighting the ground very much. Um, so he's, And then uh, after he defended his belt a bunch of times, um, 2012, he, I think so, I think he won the title in 2006 or seven or something like that. 2012, he crashed his Bentley into a, drunk, crashed his Bentley into a light pole and then got, you know, uh, had the rest, all the, the restrictions put on him for DUI and all that kind of shit. And that was the first, and, he's this, and he was always preaching this um, real Christian attitude, like he's got a um, uh, Philippians something verse 316 or something, yeah. on, on his, not 316, that's John 316. He's got a verse, a, a Bible verse tattooed across his chest and he would always preach his real Christian, like, you know. Is he Christian? His, his dad's a Baptist minister, he's from uh, a Christian family. Oh, you so know, so he, would, he would play the, the holier than thou type yeah. part. And then he got caught drink driving, crashing his car. So people were like, oh, on okay. The, on the coke or something. Didn't well, not that time, oh. it was just on the piss. Oh. But, um, and then stories started coming out that he was a bit of a wild man, like partying up, even though he's got, he's got a family and young girls and shit like that, but he was a bit of a wild man partying up. And then, uh, so that happened, and then uh, about a year or two later, UFC 151, his opponent pulled out, Dan Henderson I think it was, pulled out of the fight, and they wanted him to fight another guy, uh, who was a middleweight coming up, to, so a smaller man, and wanted him to fight him on short notice, to save the card, and he said, no, he wouldn't do it, nah, not going to do it, even though he's way bigger, and you know, and the guy wasn't a champion or anything, he should have destroyed this guy, and he actually later did destroy the guy when he finally fought him, wouldn't fight him on short notice, they had to cancel the card, so it's the first UFC card to ever get cancelled. What was, was his reason? Just because it was too short a notice, he wasn't happy to do it, you know? And like, he probably would have... He would have smoked the yeah. guy. So it's, it's like, just, just do it, man. Like, save the card. Yeah. Get a big company, man. Make that money. Yep. So, huh? fans started sort of going away from him around about then. I'm good for now. Well, you got, you got beers in there, yeah? I'm good for now. Um, and then, after that, he... 2014, he had his first uh, failed drug test, which was for cocaine. So, after the fight, they, his, his pre... Um, Tess came back and he'd failed for cocaine or whatever so yeah. um, I'm not sure what the discipline, disciplinary action was from that but it obviously started coming out more and more that he's not this you know real clean cut guy you know mm. he's out there doing coke a week before the fights and shit like that <laughs> um, and then 2014 when he was fighting Daniel Cormier for the first time they started a big fight at the press conference and like punched the dude like in the middle of the press conference there was a big scuffle, all the media were there and involved and shit. So that was like another big like no no, you know, you're not supposed to be fighting press conferences outside the fight and all this kind of shit. People started thinking, oh man, he's a real fucking scumbag, this dude. Because there's footage of him behind scenes talking shit about Daniel Cormier, like really hamming it up when he thought the cameras were off and everything, you know. And then after that, after that fight, he won the fight. And then, um, so he's failed... I uh, know, after that, not yet, he didn't file a drug test for that fight. After that fight, you know, between that and the next fight camp, he, um, he got done for a hit and run, so he, he ran a red light, hit a pregnant lady in a car, broke her arm, jumped out of the car, ran off, and then came back to the car, like five or ten minutes later, and people had started arriving at the scene, got his weed and, 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 and a bunch of cash out of the car, and took off again, everyone saw him and knew who he was, and that was a massive big... Obviously, ah, downer for him. Like, hit yeah. a pregnant lady, ah. 
Ran and doing on. that, not coming to try and help her or nah, just being a weasel. Yeah. He's just he's just a selfish yeah, shit, shit man. Like it's all about him. You know what I mean? You so wonder if that confidence he's got to have that confidence where he's the man and he's the yeah. Well, instead of being uh, a real man yeah, and placing the music yeah. about what you did, like he runs off. Yeah, you know, and then he comes back to grab his weed, and his pipe, uh, his money, and his yeah. pipe. So you know. And then takes off again. This poor lady right. there could have could have lost her baby or anything could have happened, man. Right. So that was another big controversy. And then after that one, he um, two thousand sixteen tested po- tested positive for uh, tainted for, for for steroids for the first time. So he had one of his contests overturned, and it goes through the whole commission and everything. And they found out that it was tainted supplements, you know. So that got so over- it wasn't his fault. Or well, that's what they say. Yeah, they- but a lot of people have got away with that. From yeah, that, but then the story. You was, could say that, couldn't you? Yeah. Say, oh, because there's a bunch of supplements that have those that have those steroids yeah. um, to I think it was that he was getting positive for. Why do they need business. to take them? Why can't they just not have any and just go from your pure, well, the pure is, muscle, pure training without any sort of some athletes, influence? And you know, none yeah, of that muscle. Well, well, some athletes do, but even if you want to take supplements, the thing is that the USADA, who's the body that tests yeah. them. They have a website listed all their cleared supplements that you can use. Oh, okay. Everything yeah. they've tested that's cleared. Yeah. So all you have to do as a professional athlete okay. who's making millions of dollars yeah. is use the supplements listed on that, that website. Yeah. Not random well, shit yeah. from you know that people give. They you probably want to get their upper edge to go, oh I'll get something that's got close to that I or think it's just that one is is reckless, doesn't think yeah. about shit like that. And two, like being a professional athlete, companies approach you and they go, Here man, try our supplements and just yeah, give you free shit, and a pair of shorts and some shirts yeah, and shit like that's that. That's true. Yeah. He just has it and, and doesn't think about it yeah. but it's not good enough when you're no, a champion you, and, a and you get paid this money it's like a job that's getting paid so much money for yeah. you yeah. got people around you who can sort all your supplement and, and food and yeah, everything out for you just, yeah you know yeah. Like, just don't be an idiot no there's no excuse really when you think of it like that. so even if you weren't trying to cheat you're still, still not good enough you're a professional athlete and you're still yeah. fucked up yeah and then after that he got cleared for that one um, comes back 2017 Fights Daniel Cormier again, the rematch, knocks him out with a head kick in the second round, right? That's third brilliant. round. And Cormier was third crying, round. he was yeah. upset, he was yep. upset of himself. Yep. We watched that few. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah here. Yeah. And then gets flagged again after that one for the same shit for Tyrannobol in his system, minute amounts. And, he's gone, and his whole um, argument was that they said that it was like a grain of salt in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Shouldn't have it at all. Why is it in there yeah, at all? that's right. And then people start talking about the whole thing about um, microdosing. A lot of athletes microdose, so they have these tiny, uh, tiny amounts, and it just improves your, your you know, it's not like a, yeah. it doesn't show up in tests, but it just improves your overall performance yeah. and recovery and things like that. Just amounts. have a tiny little bit every day. Mm. So it could have been microdosing or whatever. Maybe it wasn't. They, there's another rumour going around that it, um, the cocaine was getting cut with creatine and the creatine that they were cutting it with has this tyrannobol substance in it because uh, it's a tainted supplement again so there's a possibility that he was just snorting could, coke that's being cut could, with, it, yeah, cut with yeah. creatine that's but again you're still doing the wrong thing that's you're right. still fucking there's still that drug in your system and it'll it probably be, be a there. drug sooner or later that's going to have no come up and test they've got to make something that doesn't come up and test well you know what they're doing there's probably always, there's out there now there is know? drugs like that but is you know it? what they do in USADA uh, they freeze your piss 
Right. So if they, they when they Fine. finally get the technology to catch that, they can defrost right. your piss and test it and Whoa. go, he was that's, cheating five years ago. Fuck, that's, yeah. that's getting technical. <laughs> they do that in the Olympics. Dudes, oh. they do got caught in the Olympics. A wrestler. Fuck, that's, that's fucking... Yeah, they'll freeze your piss and then they'll defrost it when they've got the right technology, retest it and go, you were cheating in the 2014 Olympics. Your medal's taken away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's yeah, it, man. It's got to be a level playing field, you know? Yeah. So that was the. So he was suspended for a year after that, and the UFC did their best to get him off that one. And, and um, there was some bit of shady things going on behind the scenes to get him passed to fight again this year because they wanted him to fight this year because you know to get the numbers up and everything. So he's fighting again this weekend finally, and then on the weekend just gone, it comes out that he's failed another drug test for the same substance. Now this time round. The story, I've been busy, it's Christmas, I've been away with family, I haven't followed it real, real closely, but it seems very confusing from everything I can, all the information I can get, gain, that no one knows quite what's going on. It seems maybe he didn't do anything wrong specifically this time, but there's some fuckery going on, basically. No one knows if it was an old test that, 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 that they've just flagged or it was still yeah. in his system from the last test he failed, which doesn't make sense to me. But basically, certain people who I trust their opinion and know what's going on in the game have sort of said, I don't think he's done anything wrong here. This is just um, some sort of red tape bullshit in the system, you know. But it still goes back to the same issue that that stuff was in his system originally. Time, no matter yeah. what excuses you got no. for it, Daniel Cormier, who you're fighting, has never failed a never. drug test ever exactly. in his fucking life, and yeah. he's forty. He's forty years old. You know, he's the one that probably needs it. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's right. He's yeah. never had an issue. So whatever you're doing, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And Nevada Athletic Commission, because it was in Las Vegas, wouldn't yeah. sanction the fight. So on the last minute, a week out, they've moved the fight to Los Angeles because the Los Angeles uh, uh, California Athletic Commission said they would sanction him. So they've sanctioned the fight. They've moved the whole fight from LA, from Vegas to LA. All the fighters have got to get up and move, move their families. Everyone who bought tickets to go watch it, got to buy, uh, got to buy new hotel rooms, new flights. There's guys who've flown over from Sweden and shit because Alexander Gustafsson's fighting. Like it just fucks everybody That's over for this one dude who can't get his shit together. No, shouldn't so, be allowed. The, the the. I mean, on the one hand, the owners of UFC should 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 stop it really. So well, they're making money off him. They yeah. want the pay-per-view buys. Yeah. So I definitely think it's wrong, it's corrupt, it's terrible, and I feel sorry for everybody involved, but then there's another but part... how good it would be like, to watch a fight? I want to watch <laughs> yeah, the fight. I'd be spilled <laughs> if I got cancelled, yeah. so I'm selfish with that, man. Yeah. But the guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Undoubtedly... But he can fight so good. Undoubtedly the greatest mixed martial artist to ever, ever do it. Yeah. Just the best ever. The way he destroys people, he beats them at their own strengths. He he runs through the toughest competition in the fucking division. He's, He's fucking so fucking confident, confident, so cocky, and dynamic. Confident. He does crazy weird shit you yeah, think yeah. of. Just it's fucking amazing, crazy. like Conor McGregor, but can more consistent. You know, like he just Con keeps winning. Conor McGregor time. Can talk, even that's good, but yeah, yeah. he he talked, but he's lost a couple of times. Jones just yeah. doesn't lose. No, man. no. So so that's the only time he's lost to that guy that. Um, if they lose well fight, that that's was it. the only time. Yeah. And the only closest fight he's ever had was this guy Gustafson, and they reckon he didn't train for it. You know, everyone reckons he, he was at out partying, snorting coke, and not, and not showing up to the gym and shit, and rocked up and still won the fight. So, <sighs> so I don't know, man. It's a bit of a shit show, but I definitely want to see the fight, mm. and that brings us to the actual fight itself. And um, we're gonna we're gonna quickly run through the um, 
through the fighters on here. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna go over the hour, so I'm gonna have to do quickly stop this recording here. Sweet, I'm gonna put this. Go for it. Sweet. <laughs> right, so we're back. I had to hit stop because we gone to. We got to the 53 minute mark, and I thought we were gonna keep talking and run over because this thing only records an hour at a time. Oh yeah. So right, we'll stitch it together, and it'll be all good. It was perfect timing anyway, because I needed to have a piss, pour a new drink, and then um, we'll run through some of the some of the fights. So I'll give you the backstory behind John Jones and his fucking dodgy, uh, out of ring controversies. But the 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 fact is, he's the best to ever do it, man. He's fucking unbelievable. He's a brilliant fighter, and I think I used to want to see him lose, but that's that's a hater's attitude. You never want to be like a hater. You know what I mean? You know, like dudes who just want someone else to fail. Yeah. Well, like, I, I do want to see him beat him just because he's so good. By the and right cocky. guy. By the right guy. Yeah. I just don't want to be a hater. You yeah. know what I mean? I'd love Gustafsson to beat him because he's a really good fighter. I love watching him fight, man. He's got all the tools and he physically matches up well with Jones. So this is, that's one of the reasons that was such an interesting fight the first time around is because everyone Jones fights is smaller than him. You know, shorter yeah. reach, just smaller guys. He's a big dude. Six foot four, um, and he's got the um, the longest reach in the in the UFC yeah. out of all the heavyweights and everything. Yeah. Gustafson matches him, so physically they're they're well matched. Gustafson's a great striker. His wrestling's not as good, but he's he's trained with some really good wrestlers and got it up there. And he took Jones down twice in their first fight, okay. which no one's ever yeah. done before. Sure. And he's confident because he believes he won the first fight. It was very 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 close. Oh, yeah. Jones Chris probably gave more for Jones probably probably because one because he was the champ and he won yeah. the last two rounds yeah, so, so Gustafson I believe went won three rounds yeah but the three rounds he won were kind of close and the two rounds John won he nearly oh. nearly stopped it yeah so you, you, I wouldn't yeah. argue the the the, the, the decision but I can understand where how Gustafson feels that he won yeah, yeah. so he's going in confident going yeah. oh fucking I've got your number yeah that's right you know. And sometimes fighters have that one guy as well. There's yeah. going to be a guy who maybe not as good as you, but he's just got your number. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that could be the case. We'll, we'll have to see this weekend. I would, I'd love to see uh, Gustafsson win because um, he's a good guy. I think he'd be a great champion. Well, it's, it's not for the belt because um, DC still has the light, light heavyweight belt and the heavyweight belt. Yeah. But whoever wins this is going to fight for the belt anyway. Yeah. The only reason I want... I'd like Jones to win is because it's more exciting what he's going to do next if he wins. If he wins, he's probably going to go up to heavyweight and fight Cormier again right. for a third fight. And I think that's the fight to make. I think it's Cormier versus Jones at heavyweight. Because yep. then Cormier's a natural, he's a heavyweight. He came down to light heavyweight because yep. his training partner and best friend was the heavyweight champ. Oh, okay, so that last fight, he came down to light heavyweight. So he, he came down heavyweight. to light. Oh, he so cut a lot, a lot of weight oh, to make light heavyweight, yeah. right? So he'd and be he not as much strength. Not yep, as, yeah. depletes himself. Not mm. as much power, mm. anything. So he, he's a small heavyweight, but he's really good at heavyweight. Yeah. And the reason he did that was, like I said, his, his training partner, Cain Velasquez, was the champ yeah. when he made the decision. And he thought, you'll be the heavyweight champ, I'll be the light heavyweight champ. Yeah. So they're not going to meet each other in the octagon. Yeah. Now, Kane's out with injuries and everything, and he's sort of coming back. But that's why Cormier took the chance to come up while Kane was out and, and take the heavyweight belt, which he did. And Cormier's happy to fight Jones again. He wants to in heavyweight. He, he says he doesn't care he doesn't. about it, but I know he does. Yeah, he's a competitor, he and it's the only two losses on his fucking whole career is against Jones. He's the only person to ever beat him. Yeah. So the, the move would be to make Jones come up to heavyweight 
and fight him there yeah. as his last fight because he'd get paid as well. Good. Good. So I hope yeah. that does happen. Yeah. And it might happen either way. If Jones and Gustafsson have a really good hard fight and Gustafsson won, Jones could still go up to heavyweight fight and call me it because people yeah. would still want to see it. Yeah. If he gets knocked out early or something, you know, kind of ruins everything don't but I just don't think that's going to happen so what, what's happening off McGregor and um, the Russian guy what's happening there how long are they out for they haven't yeah. been um, they haven't been sentenced yet for the post fight oh. melee McGregor won't get fuck all but no. um, Nurmagomedov will get a suspension possibly a year or something like that okay and they're not going to fight again in, um, straight away anyway and what about McGregor for that bus brawl what happened there uh, he ended up yeah yeah I can't remember what the yeah. consequence was. He got sued a certain amount of money. One of the fighters who's fighting this weekend is still trying to sue him because he got glass in his eye and had to pull out of the fight and shit like that. But um, yeah, they just got money. Money basically dealt with that one. So McGregor needs to fight someone else and get a win. He needs a win. Because he lost. Yeah. He lost against. Um, obviously, he lost against Nurmagomedov for the belt. Yeah. Kind of got dominated. He won one round, but really got sort of dominated on the ground. Which everyone does by Nurmagomedov, meant of. And he'd been out for two years, hadn't done MMA for two years. So Apparently he's making a lot of money off that whiskey, so a lot he of might money. be drinking a, lot a bit too much money. whiskey. I think it's just it's hard to get passionate and about being he's a champion. He's probably got 100 when mil or... When you're made. Yeah, that's right. And then he lost that fight to um, to Floyd Mayweather, which was boxing, which but it's a loss still in your does psyche. Your, yeah. Yeah. So he needs Some a win. Yeah. Whoever he fights next, he needs a win. And if he doesn't and win, then he gets a, then he gets a rematch. Yeah. So in the meantime, they're going to do Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson, who only lost the interim belt because he blew his knee out when he was supposed to fight um, Nurmagomedov last time. So oh, really, yeah. he, I mean, he's on like a 12 or 13 fight win streak. Yeah. Really is the best guy to, to be and fighting. Is he a stand-up fighter more? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Right. Jiu-jitsu, wrestling, stand-up. Is really he Brazilian creative. or... No, he's, he's American-Mexican. Okay. Um, he's got a gas tank that does not fail. He can wrestle so he can hang with Nurmagomedov on the yeah. ground. He's got great submissions off his back. Really right. dangerous for, for anyone, and especially for Nurmagomedov to fight. So that is the fight to make. Yep. He deserves it more than anybody else. He's just got to stay healthy because those guys have been slated to fight each other four times and it keeps falling apart due to injury mm. or people missing weight and shit like that. And how old so, is he? Oh, he's only maybe 31, 32, oh, something yeah. like that. So yeah. he's in his prime still. Yeah. So that's the fight to make, um, and whoever wins that, you know, uh, McGregor needs to fight someone else in the meantime. Probably just do a money fight, maybe Nate Diaz or something like yeah. that. A money fight, and then needs to fight um, and get his, a chance for the rematch again. But I'd say he's only got two fights left, McGregor. He needs to he needs to go out on high for yeah. his legacy. Yeah, I think. I think because he you don't think he's got much left. Um, no, he doesn't trial. need to. No, doesn't yeah, need to. He's, he's, he's all just about legacy. You don't want to go out on a loss. Making him. And he's got other ventures as well, yeah. so he's set. But you don't want to go out for your legacy yeah. if, on the on a loss. No, not, not no, like you would not feel good. Not like that, and no. it doesn't look good in no. 10, 15 years from now. Like he's got no. to think about legacy. Yeah. So two more fights. So he'll want to fight. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Two more fights, even if he doesn't win the title, the championship back again, he needs to win a fight now and look good doing it, and then one more title shot, and then see what happens. Yeah. That's what's that's what's next for him, in my opinion. But um, yeah. Very, very interesting. He changed the whole game. People love to hate McGregor, man, but at the end of the day, he, I love him. He, he, he's, I love him. Man, he's an entertainer. Like yeah. He's a fucking brilliant fighter. Yeah. And more often than not, he does what he says. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but this fight here, I'll run through the, the, the interesting fights on the card just briefly, give you a little bit of a rundown on them, and, and, yeah. and um, yeah, and then we'll go from there.
So on the cover we've got Kat Zingano versus Megan Anderson. This is at featherweight in the female division. Um, Megan Anderson's the Australian bird. She's lost, she, her first fight in the UFC was against Holly Holm, the first chick to ever beat Ronda Rousey. She lost that via decision. Didn't look too good, um, but there's a lot of hype behind her. You know, it might have been a little bit too much too soon uh, with Holly Holm, first fight in the did UFC. Did she lose by much like that. from her? Or? She just got um, her Holly Holm's game plan. Uh, game plan was really good one, and it kind of stifled her attack and yep. just threw her off a bit. Oh, so okay. she's got the skills to match all it's the one girls. One by points, no knockout, no, no knockout or anything like yeah. that. But did yeah. outclass her. But yeah. it happens sometimes when people's first trip yeah. to the UFC to the octagon. Yeah. Fighting Kat Zingano, who's one of the former top top um, contenders at bantamweight, Ronda Rousey's old. Weight class, but she's had a bunch of troubles, like her husband committed suicide, she's had troubles with her knees and a lot of ups and downs in her career, but I think she's back, and this is a really big fight for the female featherweight division, so who's going to be a top contender. Two real top girls fighting each other, tough as nails. I love Kat Zingano, I've followed her whole career, I think she's a real top fighter and just a good chick, yep. but I've got to go for the Aussie, got to go for Megan oh, Anderson, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Megan Anderson, I'm going for... Uh, Go via TKO in the second, I reckon. Um, another interesting fight is. Excuse me while I sip my Captain Morgan's and pineapple juice. Uh, is um, Andre Olovsky, heavy, heavyweight, versus Walt Harris. So this is a um, classic old uh, old line versus, versus the young line okay. fight. Um, what's, the age, what's the ages of Andre Ol- Olovsky would be 39 or something like that right. Walt Harris would be in his late 20s or early 30s oh, that'd be interesting to see old versus he- heavyweights are always older yeah. like they're oh. all Daniel Cormier's the champion he's 40 um, 40 a lot of, yeah, yeah a lot of the heavyweights Mark Hunt 42 he's still fighting he's still in the top 5 it's good to know we, we still it's because know. they don't rely on speed and movement as much yeah. it's, it's fight IQ and obviously power yeah. Yeah. and just skill Whereas yeah, when you get when smaller fighters, have got yeah. to be quick. You yeah, got to be able to move, right. slip, duck, dive. And when you lose a little bit of speed, the younger guys that are just too quick for you. Yeah. Whereas not as big of a, uh, an issue in uh, at heavyweight. And a lot of heavyweights have like two or three resurgences in their careers. So yeah. you see a featherweight get to the top and then drop off. If they're really good, they might come back up again. Yeah. And if they drop off, it's it. That's done. Yeah. You know, heavyweights can come up, be a champion, drop off, go to another organisation, don't see them for yeah. five years, come back, make another run, get to the top, get knocked out. Yeah. Make another run. Like it happens, they'll have three or four runs quite yeah. often, you know. So Olovsky is a former champion. This is his probably, he's had his second and third run already. And now he's just kind of a, a gatekeeper at heavyweight. Yeah. He's one of those guys that everyone knows he's good. He's not going to beat the top, top guys again anymore. Yeah. But if you get through him, and this young up-and-comer, Walt Harris, if you get through him, you, you're a top 10 heavyweight now. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys. If yeah. you don't get through him, we'll back, back of the line, got more work to do, kind yeah. of thing. That's, so that's what this fight is about. And they love doing that with the young up-and-coming talent. They're doing it with Anderson Silva soon. Um, with the, uh, the Kiwi Nigerian guy, um, Stylebender. Mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya, he's a middleweight who's going to be a future champion. And where is he, what's, what's his nationality? He's Kiwi, but he's a Kiwi Nigerian, so he's black as, and yeah, he's from, <laughs> from New Zealand. And yeah. Um, yeah, he's undefeated in the UFC. He's going to be the, wow. probably probably your next champion. Yeah. I, I believe we'll see him versus Robert Whittaker, who's the, the Aussie middleweight champion. Yeah. I believe yeah. we'll see them fighting in the next sort of 18 months. Um, so they're giving him Anderson Silva. 
Anderson Silver are the old legend. Yep. Still got all yes. the skills and everything, but the timing and the speed's not quite there. So that the idea legs probably is, not the best. Yeah, the eye. Oh, he's had a <laughs> few fights since then. But the idea is that Stylebender can make his name off a, a off spectacular fighting. finish of Anderson Silver. Yeah. So they're doing that in the heavyweight division. Oh, yeah, they want Walt Harris to, to make a name by beating Arlovsky. Yeah. They do this all the time. So I'm going to go with Arlovsky anyway because I like him. Just hoping his his um, experience can get him through and get him a third round TKO or knockout. Chad Mendes versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I have no idea who Alexander Volkanovsky is. I think he's one of these young and up and comers who I've just missed. He slipped through the cracks. But Chad Mendes is one of the Chad Mendes is used to be one of the top featherweights in the in the division. Uh, he's had a couple of title shots. He fought McGregor, lost the McGregor got the um, interim title off knocking him out in the second round. Real good wrestler, real good striker, knockout power. Just a, a real good uh, competitor, and he had a bit of time off with a few issues that he had outside the cage. So I think this is his comeback, and yep. I think he's going to mop, mop the floor with this young and up and comer, and really position himself to make another run at the featherweight title. So I go Chad Mendes with second round knockout. Nice. Yep. Uh, Ilya Latifi versus Corey Anderson. This is a light heavyweight, and this is kind of like a top fifteen battle of top fifteen guys. Um, not a very exciting fight. Uh, it's kind of just to see who's legit, who's going to move forward and get themselves into the top ten, and who's not. Um, yeah. If you lose this fight, you probably find yourself fighting in another organization within in the next year or two. Okay. If, you, if you lose another fight, if you win this fight, you've got a chance to, to, get, to get better and keep moving forward. But not the most exciting fight. Just a good, yeah. good competition between two top fifteen fighters in the world. Yeah, you know, it, which is. Still pretty high, yeah. yeah if if you're a top that, 15 yeah. in the UFC, you're yeah. probably yeah. top five in any other yeah. organisation in the world. Pretty, so. yeah. awesome. um, Carlos Condit versus Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa is the one that's trying to sue Conor McGregor for the... Oh, okay. Personally sue him. Oh, so he fights in the um, that Russian guy's corner, whatever it is. No, no, he was fighting on the oh. same card. So he was on the oh, bus that he was just on the bus. Oh, I thought it must have been all smashed, and he got shit in his eye. And I thought it must fight. have just been Russian mates who were no, fighters. No, it was in a that. bus full of full of fighters from oh, that from that card. So a bunch of people got like injured. Do you think it was fight. more of a stunt? I think what it was was it was a stunt, and he was supposed and to get there for the press conference uh, and, and storm the stage. And he's notoriously late for everything, yeah, and he yeah. missed that opportunity. And he'd fly uh, home, home from Ireland with all his boys and had to make a scene. Yeah, and what do I do? I got yeah. the yeah, cameras were there and everything. So and he's like, he's a million here, and I'm playing a million dollar fine. I think he just got out of hand. I think he thought, fuck, I need to do something. Yeah, yeah. The press is here. You know, can't just rock up late. And then yeah. the, the cameras like. Like Conor McGregor came to New York and, and didn't did nothing. nothing yeah. yeah, so that he's like, sense. "What do I do?" And just flipped out and you know, immature. Look at it, look at the more um, it's in the news and all that makes it. They used that to promote the yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. Know? So, GSN, he was a top five uh, lightweight. He's right up there. He's lost a couple of big fights, but he's right there. He's one of the top guys. But he's moved up to middleweight. He's been fighting Carlos Condit, who's one of the old school. He was a um, welterweight uh, interim champion. And again, he's one of the top guys, man, but he's just lost a few fights here and there, crucial fights, which has put his um, career sort of on the back burner a little bit. If Carlos Condit is healthy, fit, and his heart's still in it, I believe he can do the job against Michael Chiesa. I think this is a really good fight, and I think whoever wins is going to win via uh, submission. And I think, as much as I love Carlos Condit, I'd love to see him get the win. I think is going to take him out via um, submission in the third round. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the co-main event, which is Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunez. You know Cyborg. Chris Cyborg? You know Cyborg? Oh, you've told me, and I've watched a lot of Cyborg 
just a machine. I would not machine. want to be your fucking partner. Just no. a machine, yeah, dude. She's an animal. The <laughs> best female fighter on the planet. Oh. The best female fighter on the planet. She could take on dudes. She does. She spars with guys. Does she? Yeah, man. She's a fucking beast. She's got a bad rap because, rap because she failed a steroid test in 2011. That's 2011. Long time, long time ago. Fucking eight years ago. And, and she still gets then, tested probably. Dude, she's really... one of the heavily tested fighters yeah. ever because of that and because of the way yeah. she looks. She's clean. Yeah. She's a clean fighter. She's just a fucking beast. She's a champ at featherweight. Um, coming down to fight. It's a super fight between her and Amanda Nunez, who's the champ at bantamweight. So Amanda Nunez is the second chick. Up. She's the second chick to beat Ronda Rousey, beat her by knockout. Oh. And they're very similar. So Amanda Nunez is a striker with the. Have um, they fought before? No, no. she's Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh, yeah. As is Chris Cyborg. She's wow, a knockout puncher. As is Chris Cyborg. That's heavy Muay Thai punches and kicks. Um, she's an absolute machine, but she's coming up against a larger woman who does all the same things as her, but does them better. And I think I love Amanda Nunez. I love her heart, her story, and everything. She's the first gay, openly gay um, UFC um, champion. Cyborg's not gay. No, she's got a boyfriend. Uh, But um, (laughs) but Amanda Nunez, I just think she's a bit smaller, and Cyborg's an absolute destroyer, man. And I think that Cyborg gets it done. I think we're gonna have a real good fight on hands because Amanda Nunez will play the game with her. She'll stand in the middle and trade with her, and won't just move back. That's good. I think that. Amanda, I think Cyborg, which she showed against fights like with her Holly Holm fight, um, that she's not only just a destroyer, but she's really technical, really good yeah. Muay Thai and kickboxing, and she's got patience, and she's a mature all-round fighter. I think she plays the game um, tactically for the first two rounds, and I think she um, gets the TKO in the fourth, I'm going to say. Yep. So, Chris Cyborg by TKO in the fourth. And then Amanda Nunez still has her belt, still goes back down to band and weight as a champion. So no, mm-hmm. no love, no nothing, nothing lost to get, losing against Cyborg. I'm oh, featherweight anyway. Fine, yeah. And then there's the big one, John Jones versus Gustafsson, which we we sort of had the background to that fight. And and I have to give you two picks for this because my heart says uh, Gustafsson via decision, but my head says. Yeah. It's a tight fight. Things are going, looking good for, for Gustafsson. He's getting off. His boxing's working well. Um, and he's starting to land good on Jones. But then Jones is just one of those guys that knows how to win, knows how to finish. And I just think that we see him really kick it into gear in the fourth round and stuff and, and land something crazy like a flying knee or a, or yeah. a, or a spinning back. I was going like to say, John time. Jones kick to the face. Some the, sort of crazy move out of nowhere and I think yeah. we'll get a TKO yeah. in the fourth. So my head yeah. says John Jones TKO yeah. fourth round. My heart That's says Christensen fucking by, by decision. I think in a kick too, not a punch, kick. Or a kick knee, in the third, or kick a in the fourth. Or just something crazy. Something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, un- yeah. Unorthodox. Yeah. So that's what I... That's what my head says and my heart says Gustafsson. So. Yeah. That's bloody... You need to put bits on the stuff too. It'd be good to put bits on just to... You imagine really, if you're coming and you've won all them... You've got to parlay them in, like in, in um, combat sports to make any money. So you've got to say, like, John Jones oh, by, by TKO the and, then Chris, yeah. and Chris Cyborg by TKO yep. and put and string a few, a few different... Because if I've been like rubbing yeah. that, you can... Pick certain teams to win yeah. and make a better five games or something. Or, or you can pick first try scorers. Yeah, you know, like, all, that, all, all that kind of yeah. shit. But you've, you've got to you've got to parlay them in, in yeah. the fight game to make any decent money off them because yeah. of, of the way the betting odds are. That's you know, if someone's a crazy favourite and the other guys like a twelve hundred underdog, it's yeah. for a reason. Yeah, that's right. Know? So, 
you got to parlay them together, but I'll put a little bit of money down on it anyway. Yeah, well, it makes me really want to watch it because I haven't really... Rosie wouldn't allow me the 50 bucks to watch it, but this really makes me want to watch it. You've got to watch it with your beard on the 30th. How about that? The 30th. Hey? That's the girls busting in the door and telling us we have to go for a walk with them. We can't go for a walk anyway. You've got They're kids in. The bush. Yeah. yeah. Look at them standing there staring at us. Boom, motherfucker. Hey, come on. So, yeah. Disrespecting our fucking podcasting in here. <laughs> um, that's the UFC breakdown done anyway. Another 20 minutes in. What about you, mate? You got anything you'd like to... I, I, I normally have a bunch of... Um, uh, current events and shit written down that I'll, I'll just go over briefly near the end of, 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 of you, as you've heard but um, um you, yeah heard, well, anything just, anything on your mind ah uh, just bloody um, no just trying to keep fit and healthy and um, keeping up the fitness routine and not drinking so much like yeah. I was drinking nearly every weekend probably a cup and a half and uh and just for, for no reason, you know, here with the kids, misses a night shift, just like, just to break up that routine thing. And if you get pissed, you fucking, you know, it breaks that routine. Yeah. But then yeah. you wake up in the morning like, fuck, this hangover is so shit. And you and Even if you don't feel like fully hungover, you just slow. You just slow. And then the Lays next couple of days, you. like, oh, I feel good again. Let's get drunk again. Break that routine again where it doesn't have to be like that. You can go running or do other stuff. How much better do you feel, eh? So much when better. When you come back from a run, you don't feel like eating shit food, eh? No. Like, it gets no. in the right mindset, man, eh? And the hangover, you'll feel like fucking just eating all sorts of crap. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just that vicious cycle where you keep going, keep going. Yeah. Doing that thing. So, no, try to get a surf and try... And it's hard with two kids. It, it is, As man. Dave has, you know, same sort of age. I vouch for that. And, and, and trying to fiddle everything in you've got to keep the, the missus happy as well. Yeah, right? as well. You know, like, you know, and so you've got to keep yourself happy and the missus happy and the kids happy and, and, and work. and A lot of people to think about, eh? That's life's not as simple as it used to be, no. is it? <laughs> it's, it's hard work. And then you want to take all that information and not use it as an excuse. And it's so hard. You know, right. like sometimes I've got shit's not going my way and I'm like, it's because of this, this and that. And yeah. I'm like, Fuck, you're making excuses. And, and Even if they're real... They're still making excuses, you know. That's it's right. Like, it's, that's it's why hard. I was like, oh, that's why I need twelve beers after work or whatever yeah. to that excuse or, you know, it, we it's just go for a run instead. Or, yeah, but it's yeah. good to blow steam off. That's right. What about no no conspiracy theories, mate? I promise people some conspiracy oh, theories. Oh, what's, um, what's getting you oh, going? Oh, there's there's all that out there, but a lot of people don't. Well, people love listen it. and people yeah, love it. Off the old. Uh, yeah, or nine eleven. That's all. I believe in more, 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 uh, more, more, more recent. What you, so, what's your, what's your thing about, about Trump? What do you reckon about Trump? Oh, Trump's just so dumb. He's just dumb, and all You're the what? people behind him. But he's control he's, him. he's dumb in one way, but he's smart in other ways, isn't he? No, I don't think so. I think, I think he's, he's really, really dumb. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's he's, um, he's got the big people behind him in his cabinet going no, say this say that come up first I don't and he goes he... no no I want to do it this way just to be just to be that Trump that he is to go no so I, I think he's dumb that. when you talk about traditional intelligence right he says just stupid shit he's not very articulate he's not a good speaker things like that yeah. doesn't understand basic 
concepts and issues that people are involved in. But at the same time, he knows how to manipulate media. He does. And, 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 and obviously business. He's, he's got a business head about him. So there's, there's certain ways. You know how some people people aren't book smart or whatever, or some people are book smart, but they've got no street smarts. Yeah. He's got some sort of intelligence about him where he knows how to manipulate systems and people and media. And, and if a reporter like asks a question doesn't like, he just moves it on or changes subject. Just tells him that... He's good at doing all yeah, that. Like, going, no, fake I'm news. not telling you fucking bugger and, 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 um, uh, conspiracies and controversies just slide off him like friggin' like <laughs> water off a duck's back. Yeah. He can, he can root hookers and, he and, can and, and, and like say all inappropriate things and get accused of all and, sorts of shit and be, be other people. With Russia, he's, he's, he's involved in Russia and all his, all his sons actually got called out that actually had meetings before to, 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 do well, they've had, he's had meetings. They're not sure what that is. But, see, but, but it's you, pretty much. It's pretty much not necessarily. Like, when you break that down, though, this is the thing. And I'm just being the antagonist. Yeah, and yeah. Being the antagonist That's, here, right? When you break a lot of that down, um, a lot of his business. So outside of being president, he's a businessman, and a lot of their business deals, you know, throughout the the the, the years. Have that they've had business dealings in Russia, so right. typically they would go to Russia and, and meet and speak with certain people. So you, I guess, there's uh, that it doesn't look good that the president is, um, or his family members are in, uh, in sort of um, talks and in meetings and things with certain people in in Russia during elections, and there's this talk about. Um, and then he hates Hillary Clinton and that she's yeah, all, all trying to yeah. but but like at the same time you get we got to realize that, that at the that, you know, he is still a businessman and typically they have dealt with with Russians in the past so it's not like some it's not the same as um um, um you know Bill Clinton or, or George Bush or or um I keep blanking on um doing that sort of stuff on, yeah. on, on, on the last dude the last president's name I'm just blanking right now uh, Obama Obama it's not yeah. the same as them having dealings with Russians or whatever because they would have mm. no reason to whereas with his businesses in the past there is yeah. a reason for them to be in contact with certain um, agents in, in, in Russia and things like that so there's that to consider because yeah. the media and it's, it's the easy media to... and, and you can never trust the media because the media are very one sort of what you to think and, and a lot of the media Sensation, doesn't like Trump sensationalist war yeah. yeah they, they really don't, they yeah. don't. all yeah. the left wing media outlets fucking completely against him yeah. so what do you've got like CNN who would be your left wing um, media uh, left wing media the son has Fox, just married um, and then you've got Fox, Fox News, News eh? chick so yeah. Fox, Fox News, News is like right for wing, Trump at the yeah. moment it's just and, a crazy and the son man. Kushner he's, he's all um, pro-Israel and, and <sighs> want to move the embassy I about the whole Israel thing I know to comment on it but yeah, yeah but it seems that. crazy that they're going to go and they can start renaming capitals of fucking other countries yeah, and shit like that and then Australia bloody this Morrison who got is not even People didn't vote him in, and he can come along and go, Strike, yeah. let's think about moving it. Let's follow Trump, do this. Like, our, our politics who, is yeah. a joke over the last like, 10 years, like, isn't it, I mate? I can't believe like, Australian just We can't politics. keep anyone in for no, a term. They just keep kicking people out. It's, it's bloody ridiculous, man. And um, I'm just hoping, well, not saying anyone, but yeah, hopefully someone good's going to come in and, and do the right for the country instead of just, just they just want to. Um, Keep happy their party. That's it. I think a lot of the problem is, man, like the people who we'd want to do that job, like they don't want that job. It's not a high paying job if you're a really, really smart, successful person. Yeah, yeah, they could be doing things you can do. So we're not getting the cream of the crop. But they do get looked after after they 
Yeah, but if you're a multi-billion, if you're a billionaire, yeah, someone who's really smart and knows how to really make things work for you in life, being the prime minister or a president isn't mm. the top of your list. It's it's, it's a status kind of thing, or, or you're a lifelong politician. Mm. If you're a lifelong politician, you're more than likely a fucking scumbag if you're successful. Yeah, that's this right. This whole system's kind of weird, man. And what pisses me off about the Australian government is... We're such a fucking nanny state, and I've been talking about this recently. I put a Facebook post up. Yep. Did you see that one I put about? Um, um, so, uh, so we're um, okay. The latest one was. Do you know who Gavin McInnes is? No. So Gavin McInnes is um is uh, uh, I think he's a, he's a comedian. He's a right wing sort of uh, spokesperson or mouthpiece, and um, he he's involved in certain different media outlets and things like that, and, and like um non-traditional media outlets, right? And the whole thing is that they started this group, and I can't remember the name of it, and I should have remembered it because I spoke about it briefly uh, on my last podcast, but they, they started a group, and the idea of the group was a bunch of guys catching up and um, um, just sort of ribbing each other and like um, sort of being against that whole recreationally outraged culture they were just going to be a bunch of guys just doing things and shooting the shit and not worrying about offending people and being inappropriate and all that kind of thing right mm. and that was the and this group started taking uh, like started really taking off and getting speed behind it and then the neo-nazis and, and alt-right sort of you know extremists yeah. in America got who, who sort of maybe had their own uh, affiliation and, and opinions about Gavin McInnes yeah. got behind this group because it had power and it had members and it had momentum and they yeah. started attaching their ideologies to uh, it and then they started doing things like fighting the, um, the Antifa people in, uh, in, and, and like bashing certain people at rallies and doing all this crazy shit yeah. and saying in the name of this group yeah. so I really right. should remember the name of this freaking group yeah. um, I might even have to google it right now but um, so he distanced himself from that group because that's not what he's not a hate speech guy. He's no. not about violence against uh, you know, other groups and things like that. It was just kind of a lark that went out of control because he had a name and a platform yeah, yeah. and it got hijacked. So he's got he was kind of trying to come into Australia to do some talks. That's like political talks goes around to the universities and oh, like, yeah. you know whatever does like spoken word kind of thing. And the Australian government denied him a visa on the basis <laughs> on the basis that he that, that What's he that speech? he invokes hate speech. And it's like, for fuck's sake, man, like, yeah. even if it was true that he was, was, was citing hate speech yeah. and that was his opinion, right? Even if that's true, you don't ban people from coming in the country and just, nah, you don't get a let voice. Speak and that's listen. what freedom of speech is. You let them come in and you formulate an opinion. You say, no, you're a fucking, you're a fucking idiot. Mm. This is what we believe. This is what we think. This is what our young people but think. This is what our universities think. freedom the government in certain ways. They don't want that. The they, left, they'll the go, the left, if they've got rules to say... Kick you out if you're going to threaten us in any way. The left wing oh, ideologists, mate. Yeah, and, and it's they, just. It, it, we're, we're and that's what happens around all oh, dictatorships and everything around the world. It's like, if you're going to come in and, and any little bit to fucking threaten us, we'll, and we can keep you out, well, let's keep you out. So, did you listen to that podcast with um, that William? William yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's what, that's what we're awesome, talking about. Yeah. And, and, and offending, offending people, and, and people are so offended these days. And, so, and, so you've, got, you've got to fight for your right. For freedom of speech, even yeah. if you vehemently disagree with what that person yeah. is saying, it's because that's what freedom of speech is. Yeah. Because you never it's know when they're going to decide your opinion's the wrong one and yeah. turn on you. It's, it's out of control. Proud boys, proud boys from the name proud of this boys. group. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah, 
His madness, what? And, and it says, um, Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes des- denied visa to tour Australia with the deplorables, which is Jeez. the look group he's got. And, and that Will so Smith, he was such a good listen, and he did such a good good point of view in a tour. And it's yeah. kind of sparked a little something in me, man, because this is and something it, that I've been thinking about in the back of my mind, but not been active with in, in, in yeah. um, talking about, you know, and, and discussing with people. And I think, no, that's bullshit. I can't be a fence sitter. I can't no, think about things no. and, and not have an opinion on them. You say whatever you think is, is right. I don't agree with things that Gavin McInnes yeah. is saying. I don't know what he's all yeah. about, but all I, all I know is that I'm not terrified of other people's opinions. No. I'm not scared if my no. son and my daughter hear yeah. an opinion what that I disagree with, and they come home and they tell me, such and such said this and said this and said that. I'll go, okay, man. Well, this is what I well, think about that. Yeah, this is why yeah. I disagree and with that. And teach them yeah. and tell them. And if they decide and that I'm wrong, well, fuck. That's, that's their right yeah, as human yeah. beings, man. Yeah. Or they might go, you know what? You're right, Dad. Now I've got a purpose and now I'm educated and now I can walk out into the world with some fucking weapons in my fucking back right. pocket rather than being just... Uh, uh, being like... You see these Cold. American religious ones that go, oh, all gays are fucking dead, oh. and, and all these ones that get brought up on this one fucking belief that, and anyone that goes... But we're way like, worse in America with this freedom of speech thing. We don't even let people in the country, man. It's fucking scary. That's bad, that's bad. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Bad. They do it with musicians and things like that as well, and it's like... Well, Snoop Dogg, he wasn't there, didn't Yeah, they try not to let Eminem, Eminem at one stage as well, yeah. you know, because you saw it's violence against women. It's like, well, no... <laughs> What about Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. Would you let him into yeah. the country? Because he's written movies that oh, fucking horrible things fucking, happen in. Yeah. But it's just a movie. Yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's art. Yeah. It's not what that person necessarily thinks. And it, it, oh, it's, it's crazy that it's it's a crazy, crazy world, and and it's and it's weird territory we're stepping into. Um, and we're and starting to follow suit with Canada, and and with um, social media and internet and that, things a lot better because a lot of people, more people know. Because Media back in the day probably told you one story and you had no idea about other stuff. But now it's like they control the can, narrative. Yeah, now they can't control, and they're scared because they can't control what you're seeing and what other people are getting into in groups yep. and all that. But back in the day, yep. it was like you watch the news, that's what it. And that's what you heard. Everyone in that country is like, that's what you this thought. Is what you see because yep. you've got no internet. And that's why you're starting to see marijuana become legal in yeah, countries around yeah, the world. Because people yes. like. It's not that bad. It's not stuck not in that bad. ego. There's information out there yeah. now. Where is, the, where is the information in the contrary? Where's the scientific reports yeah. that how bad marijuana yeah. is for you and all these people turning psychotic it on it? just you know? the highest. The hype. And yeah. that's what the people wanted. The, the people at the top wanted to be pushed and the people mm. who were behind the media companies and things. And that's the, that's the agenda and that's the message that, that, that gets pushed. And now we've got our own medium of sharing information with each other. Yeah. And, and people are getting more wise. It's not that we're any smarter than people were 30 no. years ago. We've just got better and, access to information. Information. That's, that's right. all it and, is. And we don't and believe data that one, one media we get told. We get told on that back in the seventies and eighties and nineties. You can fact check things yourself. One fucking news article. You can go on Google and fact check shit yeah, yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Imagine that back then you're like, oh, this is what you get told on TV happening. at six oh, o'clock at night. That's what's happening. That's yeah. They could tell you whatever you wanted, and you could be brainwashed. And then that. sell you your friggin' diazepams and benzodiazepines yeah. and shit like that. That's, yeah. This is what you need, mate. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't need anything, any herbal remedies or anything that comes out of the ground. You need to be addicted to this pharmaceutical drug yeah. that's fucking known to make millions, and they kill the most people out of. Yep. And the same government that's telling you that marijuana is bad are taxing and, your alcohol and your and cigarettes. It's never killed anyone. Marijuana ever. never killed anyone. Ever. 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 And they'll tax your ever. alcohol and your cigarettes. And we fucking know what that shit does yeah. to people. Heart disease, Man, disease drink cancer, driving, cancer, drink driving, driving violence. Violence. Fucking Just fucking you know, liver fucking and, failure. All sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. They'll tax that, but then they'll say marijuana is bad. Whoa, most people lazy. What the fuck? 
says who? Yeah. Talk to the fucking athletes. The yeah. huge, huge fucking swathes well, of athletes. Three years solid, and I've been out there fucking but doing gardening, about, fucking working on. What about athletes, too. artists, and yeah. musicians who are all fucking use it as inspiration or yeah. to relax after a hard session That's or for right. fucking recovery? You know, yeah. some of the most active fucking creative mm. people in our culture fucking smoke marijuana, yeah. and that's what people are starting to realise and figure it out. And people who are, who are our age and, and 10 years older who grew up who were around the, the scenes are now starting to get into positions of influence and power. That's and, right. and, and that's why the culture is starting to shift around it. But it'll, it just takes so long, man. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was reading something where if you actually have a bit of weed and then do a workout, actually does something for the muscles and makes them... Well, I don't know how true that is, but I've, I've looked and... Marijuana is good for, yeah. for um, training because it gets you in more of a flow state, relaxed and things like that, but it's not good for learning. Probably, so yeah. if you're doing like um, technique learning in yeah. like martial arts or, or some sort of a, a other sort of athletic endeavour, it's not good for learning the technique yeah. because it's, you not, got one it's not great for the short-term memory. But once you've learned a technique, yeah. it's really good for practising and drilling yeah, and things yeah. like that because you get relaxed, you get into a zone and you just go through the movements. So yeah. good, good for drilling and, and practising not so much not so good for learning you know yeah, and that's yeah. just the thing about marijuana it's not some magical wonder drug that's great for every person no. every situation but it's up to the adults it's not and a, the people and it's not, a, f- it's not a drug that's going to fuck you up for life no and it's up to people day, if you smoke marijuana you were a devil and oh, you were going nowhere bad person you were a fucking no hope bad person and it's like well fucking yeah. it's, it's up to each individual person to figure out what works for them and when yeah, it's good yeah. for them and, 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 and how to have it in moderation right. you know I've been yeah. smoked in about two weeks at the moment and, and and that's fine because it just hasn't been yeah, hasn't good. been viable to what are the things I've been doing, yeah. you know. And that's same with like alcohol. You can't just drink alcohol and go to work and shit like that. Yeah. You can't drink beer every single night and, and think your life's gonna be great. You gotta yeah. do things in moderation, mate, and do things that work for you and when they work for you, as they work for you, and that's up to adults to figure out for themselves, man. Yeah. You know, not just ban things. That's it. So and then tax other things. I think the girls get a bit antsy. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up anyway. Yeah. That was um, episode number 23 of the Average Man Podcast. Hasn't got a name yet because I haven't figured out what song I want to put to it, but I'll do that all tomorrow. Um, that was Rafe Quinn down here in Witchcliffe. Thanks heaps for your time, bro. Appreciate Thanks, it. Brother. Had a good Thanks, chat. Dave. It was bloody awesome. Talked heaps of shit. And um, yeah, next time you hear me, it'll be 2019. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Peace out to everyone. Appreciate your time. Um, love you all. Take it easy. Cat ya. Yeah.